What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Are You The One to Rehab podcast for episode five. I am Brian Cohen. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Allie Lesher. Allie, how are you? If I'm being completely honest, I had a really crappy day. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to rally for this podcast, but the episode was so great. So I'm going to try to bring the energy that I don't have. Just invoke the spirit of Cheyenne and anything is possible. I mean, it's like... You can't even cry at your desk anymore without someone coming up important from another department to meet you. Did you cry <laughs> cute at least, or was it an ugly cute or ugly cry? Um, no, I'm not friends with Cheyenne, so I don't know how to. I was that was something I was thinking about when she was saying you cried ugly. I was like, she needs lessons. It's a cute puke, the cute cry. Right. She knows how to cute do things. You yeah, know, I guess I don't have any cute friends. Just kidding, Molly. You're super cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Molly Block. She is really cute. Okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah, no, this is a great episode, though. Totally in on this one. If there would be, I think, was it last week we got all the negativity or was it two weeks ago? But this one, I, this was a great one. Well, it's actually funny you should say that because um, I want to say it was Andrew Stiles who wrote a question two weeks ago when all the negativity happened. And I told mm-hmm. him I would ask it last week. And then I think I forgot to ask it last week because my printer didn't print it. Just kidding. I probably didn't copy and paste it, but I remember doing it. But That's all that counts. he has some, a question that was to the effect of like, are all these haters like silenced by last week? If you weren't silenced by last week, I mean, this is level one. Are you the one? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like, it, it didn't even start off that well. It kind of started off kind of a little slow, a little sluggish. And then right after like the date, things really just hit hyper gear and it was fantastic stuff. Um, one thing I just want to say at the top. Um, so I was pretty high on Hannah last week. You were pretty high on Hannah last week, right? Yeah, I, think I started okay. to change. I started to like her. So in the interest of equal time, um, we got a comment from Mercury 13, um, who is bringing to our attention. He said, you guys have to rewatch he or she that's gender ambiguous mercury 13 you guys have to rewatch the chuck and hannah shower scene because it's so weirdly edited all the voiceover is dubbed and we and was two frames one of hannah closing the door microphone in hand and them in the shower and he said last or 
this person said last week, I talked about Hannah, the impression I got from her, and that has not changed. I also could write an essay on misogyny, slut shaming, and hypocrisy on reality shows. That being said, no one is obligated um, to, or obliged, sorry. No one is obliged to fight Hannah's battles. I think it means no one's obligated to fight Hannah's battles. If Hannah wants to be defended, she has to herself. So, I mean, that's another perspective. I don't necessarily agree, but I definitely see see the point of view. Yeah, and I do agree with the shower scene being a little edited and cut. I mean, I can't imagine they have their mics on when they were in a shower, so I, I assume they had to be weirdly edited and put together anyway. So, I mean, that, what can you do with that? It's but, also the same thing you said about the music. Like, you know, the volume of the shower is probably difficult to edit around. Right. So, I mean, maybe some of those quotes were, like, from totally different times. So, yeah, you never know. Um, and the last thing is we got another five-star review Ooh. on iTunes. This one, um, you know, it's all love, so I appreciate it. But uh. um, let me get to it. Sorry. Um, uh, guys, today's not my day. Um, I don't know what my excuse for last week is. going yet. to the World Series. How are you not, like, on cloud nine right Yeah, now? and I saw you tweet, like, a jealous tweet. But uh, the Mets losing still wouldn't help the Yankees have done better this season. So No, they wouldn't have. But I, um, I enjoy the misery of others. So that's that's. Well, thing. There's some real miserable Cubs fans right now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, but I don't really know many Cubs fans, so I can't embrace their suckiness. So. Molly, diehard Cubs fan. I promise one day I'll stop talking about Molly, but diehard Cubs fan. Right. Um, so it's called, it actually was on the just general reality TV wrap up network, which you're more than welcome to give us good feedback on there too. Um, or you could subscribe directly to us on robhasawebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Um, but five stars from SSU prof love the, are you the one in challenge pods? So thank you to this professor. I'm assuming SSU prof who, um, reveals that he has a crush on me, but, um, Wait, what? Yeah, I sent this to you. Don't act surprised. Oh, this is obviously <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> I didn't know this was the same person. Um, yeah. So thank you. I'm flattered. Um, and I'll consider take the, uh, compliment for the podcast. You can have the flattery. I have a very masculine voice. So I'm surprised that I'm I'm wooing anyone. I don't get uh, good feedback on my voice a lot. So thank you. Does anyone like their voice? I don't. That's like a, I think that's the thing everyone hates. It's unless bad. You're like unless you're like James Earl Jones. <laughs> um, but let's get into it. I've wasted enough of our time here. The yeah, Little so- Merman. <laughs> Can you explain why that was called that? I was waiting for another mermaid reference. Did I miss something? No, I have no, I have no idea. Was that even the name of the episode? I have no idea. That was the name of the episode, and I was like, uh, I already wasted my Zoolander reference last week. I just know it's episode five. <laughs> I didn't realize they gave titles. So. Um, yeah, they do. So it starts with, we all suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's not, it's not going well. Uh, four after four, they only had two matches, and yeah, they all suck because they're not following their heart. But remember, guys, your perfect match is here. Just don't forget that. Oh my god, I'm just having too bad a day to start talking about following your heart. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't with that. But we'll get into that later. But um, I'm surprised you said that this. You didn't like the beginning of this because while it wasn't the explosion or the drama that we've expected from Kayla, I, and I don't condone violence. I did think this was a comical exchange besides the hit. Right. It was something. I mean, it was something. <laughs> I mean, that's more than we can say about Kayla's first four episodes. So we're, we're building on something, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to see like a little fire out of her, 
But I mean, I guess hitting violence is never the answer, kids. Don't resort to violence. But Connor's just reaction of it, like, oh, you're like a child, you're a kid. I, I, again, it was like I said last week, all these, all the guys feel like the, they need the girls to impress them. And it's just more of that. And that was just, it's just annoying me. It was just funny to me. Like the hitting wasn't funny to me, but Connor's reaction, like you just laid a hand on me. Like he's just like you laid a hand on me. He said that Especially like three coming times. from the six six two forty Jack guys. Like you laid a hand on me. Hey. Like Connor, you could literally snap Kayla in half like a twig. Look, violence is violence. Know. You know he could still be a victim of domestic violence. Of course, of course but his reaction was so funny because he's like, "Why are you upset with me at all? Like, it, there's no reason to be upset with me at all." It's like, yeah, there is a reason to be upset <laughs> with you. You were so into each other, and then inexplicably, you're ignoring her. Yeah, there is a reason to be upset with you, and I feel like either he's too thick to like realize that, or he's just really trying to make himself look good and move on yeah, and just below. throw all the blame on her. I mean, it has to be the latter, and I think what she was upset about. Is that not that he was ignoring her? Is that I mean, didn't they sleep together last episode? And now so it's, Chelsea oh, reports. I'm just gonna go to Chelsea if the boot in the matchups aren't gonna be completely fine with it. I think that's more what she was upset about. Well, yeah, no, but I think it started unraveling this whole week because at the end of the matchup ceremony last week, we get Connor saying he's not into it, and then we don't see them flirting this episode. At all I mean, I oh, actually, wait, I'm confusing events. This is the beginning of the episode right after yeah. the matchup, but um. I don't know. I feel, but even last week though, he was still, I don't know, playing both sides. I guess we got more of the story than Kayla got. So last yeah, week we, we understood what was happening before she did, but yeah, you're right. I don't know. Forget hey, it. Let's flip that and drop it in randomly. Uh, but then Chelsea jumps in. And, are you, I, I haven't decided if I like Chelsea or not. I, I'm leaning towards no, but she's just, she's just a little irritating. In the way she like jumps in and just for con- I, I'm not a big Chelsea fan. I'm just the way I see it is I feel like I would like her off the show way more than I like her on the show. Yeah, like I think she's a beautiful girl. She's clearly very intelligent. She knows what's what. She doesn't take shit. I like all these things. But it, I the think, way she's just like rubbing it in is like it's like a weird rub it like gloating and over that you're not it's just a weird look. I don't know. I do think she's either a thirsty for camera time, like and she's just trying to explode for no reason. Because yes, I agree with you. She has no reason to explode. And and I don't believe that we really saw Kayla taunting her. I don't believe that there were moments off the camera that we didn't see of Kayla like provoking her. Maybe there were. I don't think so. And so for Chelsea to be this angry, she's just jealous. Like she's just jealous that Connor and Kayla had a connection and that Kayla's saying resentful words, but look, you won. So it's like, why do you have to jump in and like flip out and get involved? Connor even here is like kind of pushing her away and telling her not to get involved. And she's just saying, you're like, you show over and over again while you're the youngest girl in the house. And it's like, yeah, why do you have to step in here? I didn't really understand that. Yeah. I mean, like what is Kayla two years younger than Chelsea? Like, come on, you guys were probably like in the same schools for all your life like you're not that much younger but it is funny where uh um where kayla's like only reaction is like get away from me like stop breathing <laughs> like like you're breathing you're over there breathing <laughs> it's like kayla's not equipped to handle someone like chelsea i think i think kayla is a great girl in her own right but i do think that chelsea could run circles around her in terms of having a verbal argument and 
the other thing is, is Kayla's genuinely hurt. She's, she says to the confessional, like Connor still has my heart despite what's going on. So I feel bad for Kayla here because she's, I mean, this is your nightmare is that the guy doesn't stand by you and finds his perfect match and you're left connectionless. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, I definitely feel like I like Chelsea, but I don't love her on the show. No, I mean, Kayla's exhibiting the perfect, like, trying to deflect that she does. Every time they show Chelsea and Connor, it's, oh, I don't care. Just let him get out of that. So I don't care. I mean, she, I, she was almost probably being in tears when they won in the confessional, so she obviously cared. So she's just trying to act tough and act like she doesn't care. But, I mean, she had to care, as you can see. Uh, Molly Block wants to know, in a re-listen of your preview podcast, I laughed out loud at how high both of you are on Kayla. Biggest disappointment of the season based on initial gut reactions. So is is Kayla the biggest disappointment? Yeah, I mean, I think we touched on this last week. It's not even, like, bad by her. Just be... <laughs> built her, or I, I won't speak for you, but I built her up to be you like. You can speak for me. We both talked about like, it. We built, <laughs> you built can her speak up to me. be like this, like superstar reality person, and she's just kind of been like a one note player so far. And just her thing with Connor. I'm hoping now that Connor's out of the house and the back half of the season, she can kind of spread her wings and fly and be the people that person that we want her to be. So we'll see. Um, I have to say in terms of like, yeah, we definitely talked about her being a letdown, but if I'm going to say biggest letdown of the season, I don't know. Cause we have gotten something from her and we've gotten like nothing from other people. I think I hate to say it, but I think Tyler's a little bit of a letdown. I don't think it's his fault. I just think we're not getting maybe, and who knows, we're just not seeing him at all. And yeah, he was like my favorite guy going into it. And I think yours too. Mm-hmm. So I just am kind of disappointed that we haven't seen him doing anything. And it's frustrating because whenever we do see him, he usually has like a funny one-liner every episode. It's just that's like his entire story. It's him just saying something funny about the challenge or about the date or about whatever. I'm trying to look through. I'm looking through my binder to see who else is even on the show. Um, (laughs) No, and it's weird because we do get like times where we – like Amanda. Where was Amanda this episode? She's certainly not a letdown, but like was she on camera for one second this episode? Yeah, there was a big shift in the people who were on like – Hunter was barely on. Mike was barely on. And like, those were two of the major players early on. Devin wasn't, was a little bit on, but he kind of had it down. So the major people from the first few weeks kind of had a, took took to the bench this week. Which I don't mind. And that's kind of on par with what's happened in the past is like, this has to reshuffle, but we are missing still. We have nothing really from Mel. That's worth talking about with nothing Mm -hmm. from Tyler, you know? So Austin, like we thought he like came up for air and then he went right back into uh, like who, who? So it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that is fair to say it's disappointing because we're not seeing that. Is it more disappointing that somebody doesn't do anything to get airtime or is it more disappointing that Kayla is getting airtime and that airtime is disappointing? Uh, I, I guess the latter, because if they're not getting airtime, we could just imagine a snare where they are doing things that we would be interested in. They're just not showing them. But here they are showing Kayla, which is not that interested in. Um, so then we they transition pretty nicely. You know, I love a good segue to Hannah and Chuck because Hannah's talking shit about Kayla to Chuck. Yeah, I mean, the thing about that is there's nothing... I, I won't really judge people on that because there's just nothing else going on in their lives that all they had to comment on is what is going on in the house. So like they can't even be like, oh, like this this show or this movie or these other people that I saw. It's like literally their entire life are these other 19 people. So they have to just comment on it to each other. 
Oh, I'm not judging them at all. I mean, we spend two hours of our week shit talking to these people and we have a life and we're not on the show and we have literally anything else. We could literally be doing anything else right now. So no judgment at all. Um, but then Chuck kind of awkwardly just right says, you know, I'm sorry for not standing up for you. Uh, and then it's just kind of over. Hannah kind of is like, okay, second chance. Thoughts. Mm. It's not uh, not unexpected because again, if this was the real world and they had a chance to separate from each other, maybe she would have cut ties with him sooner. But because they are stuck in this house, and until you do something egregious, everyone's just going to keep coming back to the person they've had the initial connection with because it's easy and it's comfortable and it's familiar. So I, this was fully expected that if Chuck want, if either of them wanted a second chance, the other one was complicit. They would, they would go back to each other. See, I disagree, sort of. I mean, from a girl's perspective, what happened was completely egregious. Like, what happened, like, I almost think it's worse that he didn't stand up for her than that he slept with Brittany. I mean, they're both pretty bad. But in terms of, like, you straight up having the opportunity and just to let to stop someone from just wrecking you on national TV and in front of... Ne- 17 other people and you don't take it that's horrible like defend her honor man or get to step in am i surprised that hannah took him back i'm surprised that this conversation was 0.3 seconds i'm surprised that there wasn't a little bit more to a little bit more emphasizing how bad it was for hannah there wasn't she really just said like i don't like to look like a fool so don't cross me again I do think it's realistic. Maybe it's my own issues that I'm usually like Abby Maria on Survivor. Like if you fuck with me, you're dead and that's it. Mm-hmm. But maybe there's something to this. Like when I first saw this scene, I was like, you know, maybe Hannah's kind of smart. Like establish your ground, give him one chance. You still like him. So it's worth pursuing. He made one slip up. Maybe he'll correct it and move and move forward. Um, so I was like, maybe this is my own bias that I think she should just be like one and done with his, with his chances. But and when you look a little bit down the road, hindsight's twenty twenty. maybe, right. maybe she shouldn't have let him slide. And even more to Hannah's defense, like this wasn't the first time they talked about it. Like she did either. Rip, I don't fully remember the scene from last week. If she ripped into him, or bit, but she like told him like how much she was disrespected and hurt that he didn't defend her. So this wasn't like their first time they were even discussing it. So I'm sh- and I'm sure they discussed even more at the matchup ceremony and it wasn't shown. So this was maybe like the third series of this conversation. So I can understand it being a little more to the point. I don't know. The, what we saw in the secret scene, and maybe we missed something, but Chuck had nothing to say for himself. Like she said exactly what you're saying. You disrespected me. You know, I don't like to look stupid, whatever. And then Chuck just said, like, I put my heart out there twice. Like he didn't say anything of substance. Like I kind of wanted her to make him say more to prove that he's not a douchebag. But, you know, we can't all be me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing. Was, right. But who knows? So then they go to the boom boom room and he says, you're my number one, which he said to Brittany last week, like, you're my first choice right now. And my reaction to this, you know, without knowing what comes next was like, is he only now going back to Hannah because Brittany's not his match? Like if let's just say they didn't go into the truth booth and he, they come back from the date, they don't get promoted into the truth booth. So Chuck and Brittany could still be a match. Is he going and having sex with Hannah? I think he would still always try to, but I think he would just be more prone to being with Brittany. I think just them being told they weren't a match. Then it's like, Oh, let me just go try to rekindle things with Hannah. 
that's I think that's just his mindset is he's just one toy was taken away from him. So he just goes back to the old one. I don't know that he even had a mindset. I think he's just like an opportunist and the opportunity presents itself. I mean, he hasn't really had to work except in the beginning when Hannah was establishing herself and, you know, those like real conversations that now are bullshit. Right. Complete bullshit. Um, so, yeah. So then this was I thought was weird because Stacy's like reflecting on Rashida walking out of the matchup ceremony. And she's the one who's saying that, oh, Rashida crying made me emotional. I understand so easy to get discouraged because either the girls have don't have connections and the guys are focused on the matches that aren't matches, you know, whatever. But Stacey's the one who tweeted out like that it was bullshit and Rashida was just drunk. I'm also confused on, is she feeling empathy towards Rashida in that, she is in the same situation (laughs) as her or does she think that her and Alec are actually a couple? I don't know that she falls into either of those boats that she described because I don't think she could like, I don't think she's someone who feels like she doesn't have a connection and she's not somebody who feels like her main connection has been ruled out. I almost think she's like, an outside observer in this situation in her own mind. Yeah, I think she like, thinks she's one of the lucky ones that has a connection and it's reciprocated. Or not necessarily cool. reciprocated, but it's still open because they haven't been ruled right. not a match. Yeah, the one that hasn't been closed on yet. And I think if she feels like the door is a crack open, that she can wedge herself through it, and so <laughs> she won't be discouraged and by that. she wedges that. herself in the bathroom, so she has <laughs> no problem there. Um, and that door was closed. Yes, it was. So, um, Kristen Kinnar, in response to what we talked about earlier with Cheyenne, how do I become Cheyenne's best friend? I need someone to tell me when I've been drunk, ugly, crying over a boy. If I knew, I wouldn't tell you because I would want to use it. I don't know either. My mom (laughs) wants to adopt her, so she wants to the same type of advice. That was amazing. I was hoping that you wouldn't say that and you would make some, like, not, like, sexual comment about Cheyenne, but, like, say that you're into, like, something. Like, she's the top of my power rankings or whatever, and I'd be like, well, she's your sister. (laughs) Not going down that route. Um, So, clearly, you wouldn't do anything for love. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do that. Um, but will you put your face in a bucket of chum? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, come on. Uh, maybe. It's maybe. like, this was us awkwardly segueing into the challenge, but I thought they were going to have to eat some dead squid. I mean, that's what I thought. I thought that's where we were going. I mean, they, he, he literally showed a plate of dead squid, and then all of a sudden what they had in front of them was not a plate of dead squid. I then thought they were going to have to bob for squid, which would have been nicer, but, um, which yeah. was foreshadowing. Cause I believe I thought you said tentacles last week. So like, clearly right. we, we are uh, the new back to the future. Absolutely. I, I, I see what are you the one sees. I don't see anything right now. Cause my contact just rolled into the back of my eye. But, well, that sounds painful. Um, <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> I'm a professional. This is if anyone was asking again. This is why this is not a video podcast. Um, yeah. Although I could do like a YouTube video on like how to get a contact out of your eye while you're recording. Um, okay. So <laughs> when Ryan says there will be three rounds of escalating barfitude, I like really wanted to come up with a tweet that was like Ryan hosting test my barfitude, but it just wasn't working. 
How many times do you write something out, delete it, write something out, delete it? I work all internally. It's all in the mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mental crossouts. Um, what do you think that, about this being a girls only challenge? I, I, don't, I have no problem with it. I think it's, I think it creates interesting situations and to see, but the only issue I have is again, there's no real incentive for them to push themselves to win. Like other than Chelsea really trying to get a deal with Connor, who even this house has a connection with someone other than now, Chelsea. like now looking at it, now that Chelsea and Connor are a perfect match, like where are the connections? Like all we have is Zach and Cheyenne. Um, yeah, we got a question about that, but the, the thing is, is like, that's why we see Rashida's motivation is because she wants to find a connection. And I guess that's the only way to do it. If you have guys hung up on other girls, the only way to do it is to pull them out of the house and get yeah. on a date and vice versa with girls hung up on guys. And I think there's always motivation to win the date in uh, being on camera. Like you saw the guys just in the tire challenge, just wanting to get a date and they don't care who it's with. So there clearly is motivation to win, but it's not, Right. It's not in the traditional way of like Kiki and Devin wanting to get out of the house on a date. Like we really don't have that many couples who like can say, I want to spend yet. time with them. I want to go to the honeymoon suite. Right. But I mean, in terms of the girls doing it, I mean, I, I thought it was fun. It was a fun, fun challenge. I just think if, if it is like moving forward, which I am saying later that like, she can't believe the guys are treating the girls this way. Like if the dynamics of the house really are, the guys are in charge. And like you said, the guys are all acting like the girls have to compete for them. Then this wasn't a great challenge. I mean, I, the challenge was still good, but this wasn't like, um, you know, maybe the right thing to watch the girls like drip chum for, for right. these guys. Yeah. That, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's, that could be fair. Um, so I don't know. Other, overall, I like this challenge. Otherwise, except it was pretty lame that they didn't, they didn't have to eat it. So the, the first seven move on from finding mm-hmm. golf balls with their hand in, um, a bucket of squid. That's and squid. Brittany said something to the effect of like, her mom would be disappointed. She knows how to bait a hook and she didn't, and she's one of the first eliminated. This is just funny. Roses are red on Twitter tweeted. Brittany says mama would be disappointed. She couldn't dig through squid. All I could think was that's the least of her disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I think something that's going to happen in about 20 minutes. Her mama might be a little more disappointed in her baby girl. <laughs> um, so round two is I'm curious what you would pick here. It's either clear your plate of pig's feet, mm-hmm. which again, there's a, Oh, Amanda let us know last week. She can confirm the hot dogs were raw. They were. They so, um, Brian, so. you need to do a little more cooking on those hot dogs you've been eating. And, uh, so the pig's feet, which I don't know how you're supposed to prepare pig's, pig's feet, but they didn't look, they didn't look overly cooked. They didn't look well cooked. No. Um, or, or, yeah, five, or five shots of uh, hot sauce. What would you take down here? I probably would go for the pig's feet. Do you have any experience with the pig feet? Are you a Rashida? I, I have no experience with pig feet. I just know I don't do that well with hot sauce. I want to say I would do the hot sauce. Most people did the hot sauce. Rashida took down the pig's feet because she said she has like a experience with it. She has an advantage in the challenge. Mm-hmm. And this is where Tyler had a great, a funny one-liner. He's like, hot sauce and pig seat. That's what I call a snack. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So in here, Kayla's still in the running at this point, And I was really rooting for her because I really was curious to see who she would have picked. Yeah, I was hoping she would just like say screw it and just pick Connor out of pure spite. Like, are they allowed to do that? Pick um, someone who's already ruled not your match? Because that would be hysterical. Was there something like that in the past? No. I don't think so, but I've like always wanted that. to see it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I then he would have said ex- no. I think we've asked what are you allowed to pick someone in the matchup ceremony who's not your max, just so you can like keep yourselves as like a known oh, strategy, zero. yeah. So I think we asked about that. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I think she would have picked someone else for spite, but that would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, it would have been really interesting if it was if it was if Chelsea won because this was another twist is that the overall winner gets to pick the date for herself mm-hmm. and for the secondary winner, so second place winner. So if can you imagine if Chelsea wins, picks Connor, and then gets to assign someone to Kayla? That would be really funny. Or if Kayla wins and she has to assign someone to Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if she would have uh, assigned Connor. I, I think that would I think she might have because she keeps saying I want you both out of the house and maybe she she kind of would have looked that would have been like a hero at it if right. she like took it for the team broke her own heart and send them on their way yeah um but anyway she doesn't win so in no. round three Mel apparent it's it's uh Chelsea wins because they're bobbing for apples in a bucket of chum which I just kept thinking of this is my second Spongebob reference in two episodes but I just kept thinking of this chum bucket. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I was like, you can't be that bad, right? Um, but anyway, they're bobbing for apples. Chelsea, no problem. Rashida. <laughs> this is like one of the saddest moments I've seen in a long time on television. Like, I think she was like balling. She was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My weave, my, I can't do it. And like Mel was like, I don't understand. I thought Mel like quit. Why didn't Rashida just win? It was bizarre because Mel takes a dive, but she still like has her face lingering around the chum, right. like to pretend she's trying. And I don't know if like MTV said you're not allowed to quit because then it would be default. Like, I, I guess you'd still have to wait for Rashida to Bob. Otherwise, it's a tie among everyone who quit. Yeah. Um, but she was like legitimately just she was like, come on, Rashida, you can do it. Meanwhile, like the whole thing was odd. If I'm gonna throw the competition, I'm not putting my mouth anywhere near no, that chum. I'm just not. like saying chum. Just do the Kayla <laughs> move. Just be like, nope, can't do it. I'm out. Um, but yeah, so eventually Rashida, Rashida gets it and she pops her head up with the apple in her mouth like a pig on a spit. <laughs> and it's just like huffing and puffing and dripping chum. It was like such a disturbing yet triumphant moment. It was also just because they kept coming back to her in a confessional without her weave and then her in the challenge with her weave. And I, she just looks like two completely different people. Like It just seemed like someone else was just commenting on her being her. Well, jumping ahead, it does answer. So Rashida eventually takes her weave out because it got destroyed by the chum and uh, reveals her hair underneath. And so it does answer the question of why she has different hair in the press pictures than she does the first day of the show. And it also answers when they take these press pictures, because I don't think she like showed up in Hawaii, got a weave in Hawaii and like took the pictures, then got a weave, and then started the show. I mean, clearly they take the pictures after. You, you would, that seems to be the case. Um, which I didn't know. So thank you, Rashida. There you go. So back to the so Chelsea wins and picks Connor, and now all of a sudden, like Connor's all about it. Okay, serious question because I, I like if, uh, after I watched it, I kind of thought back to it. I don't remember this ever happening. Have they ever kissed? No. No. It's, is there any romantic 
feelings. Oh, you're jumping ahead. We got so many questions about this, and yeah, I mean, their date was painful. Okay, we'll save it for we'll save it for them. But it, I, like after like the first twenty minutes, I was watching. Like I don't think they've ever kissed. I don't think they've ever kissed. And even when they're like, but we'll get yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, it's all. Everyone in America, the point oh 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 one percent of America who watches the show are wondering the same thing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Rashida picks or Rashida gets assigned Nelson and she's so excited, so cute. Like she doesn't even care who it is, she's just excited and it doesn't seem although she is trying to be a singer off of this, so you would think that it's for camera time, but it is coming off genuine that she just genuinely wants to find a connection. Yeah, I totally agree. Hundred percent genuine. So when, it, she's just a really good actress. when it comes to the voting, what's the wisdom here? Do you want to vote in Chelsea and Connor or do you want to just assume that that's so obvious and just use your chance on someone else? No, I think you have, you have to get a first perfect match. You have, if this was, if they already had one or two in the bank, then you can maybe say, okay, we can kind of keep them aside. And by like the week eight or nine, if we really need to throw them in, sure we can do it. But you just need to get that first one just to, get the ball rolling and just rule some things out and just see that you can actually do it. And it just, it just helps start to match things up. I agree. And maybe it will stop the like, Oh, this is the obvious choice. And the obvious choice is never right. And you know, like, I mean, while this wasn't Connor's first choice, it is a pretty obvious choice. Um, And it was Chelsea's obvious choice. So I do think that I agree with you totally, but they're also in a different place. Like you were bringing up before. And one of our listeners brings it up later. Like they have nothing else. (laughs) So it's almost like you're not getting anywhere by confirming Chelsea and Connor. You're not eliminating other people. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, now it's Chelsea and Connor. (sighs) Uh, Now what? But the, I I agree with that. But the only other thing is if like the other couple, let's say was a love triangle situation or where you think it, maybe it could be something, but I mean, Rashida and Nelson, I mean, yes, Chelsea thought there could be a match, but for the rest of them, I'm sure they have, like, I don't know, this maybe, who knows, I was just throwing darts against the wall. So if there was, like, if this was, like, Amanda and Mike before they were ruled out or something like that, where it'd be like, okay, well, now we can maybe do that also. But there was just no other alternative. It just, it just had to do Chelsea and Connor. Right, and even in that situation, I think this is still the move because we've been begging for them to throw one of the original four into the truth booth. Right. So I do think this was the move. Um, yeah, because you can never be 100% sure. Right. So we get um kind of a uh, almost steamy moment from Cheyenne and Zach when they they go on the date. Uh, Nelson's out of the house on the date, so Zach's like, "I'm gonna make a move now." And you know they have a cute interaction. He moons her a little bit. She's he's like, "You love that olive skin." Like I thought that was pretty funny, but it's so friend zoney. And then Nelson like I guess takes oh wait. Nelson's yeah, here. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to say I'm confused. <laughs> but anyway, Nelson comes out of nowhere, like kisses her on the forehead, mauls her. Yeah. And what what is significant about this moment to me is like he leaves and Zach's like, that was lame. And Cheyenne gets mad at him for saying that. Like, that's not fair. No, it is kind of fair. It was pretty mm-hmm. lame. It was very lame. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by Cheyenne's reaction too. I thought she would be like, yeah, he's a jerk or something like that. Because in her confessional, she was like, oh, he's just being a dog, uh, peeing out of fire hydrogen marking his territory. So, like, wasn't she secretly liked it? She secretly didn't like it, but she outwardly defended him, which was kind of an odd move from from her. What I like is that Cheyenne handles her own business. I, I think she just kind of squashed the drama between them, was trying to. Like, 
you know, I can say bad stuff about him, but you can't, that kind of thing. And I could respect that. Like, I like that Cheyenne isn't talking shit about Nelson with Zach and then to Nelson being like, yeah, it sucks. We're not a match. You know, I kind of, I like that she's going to handle her business. So I think almost that's why she kind of checks Zach there, but she's Mm -hmm. still, she doesn't approve of Nelson, but she just also doesn't approve of Zach weighing in on it. Yeah. And I think she's also just trying to build, at least I think she's trying to build a connection with Zach with Zach, not in spite of Nelson, which you see sometimes from a lot of these other people. What do you think of Zach at this point? Because Zach's saying, like, oh, I have to sit down with Nelson because I believe Cheyenne's my match. And I just remember what you were saying last week. Like, you are so right, like, where he is just kind of saying, like, oh, you're my perfect match. And I know you said, like, Cheyenne said it was bullshit last week. But, mm-hmm. like, he is just kind of saying that. And um, Johnny Langan wrote to me that, he doesn't like Zach. He was like, uh, whatever. He said something funnier, but it was like, um, controversial opinion or like un under the radar worst person. No, it was like under the radar worst person is Zach. And he was pointing to like, he just wants TV time. Like when he just went for whatever date and thinks doesn't buy this with Cheyenne that he just wanted to find someone to make a connection with. What, what do you make of, of Zach? Hmm. I can, to a degree, I get that. And maybe to a degree, she, he did try to start something with Cheyenne just to have a storyline. But it seems pretty genuine. Like, it seems like they do get along, that they do, like, they're flirty, they're they're laughing together. It seems like they do click. So I don't, maybe for him, it started out as just trying to find someone to have a storyline with. But I think he's gotten into it. I don't know. I I feel like their connection, uh, Genovic Acevedo asked, what do you guys think of Zach and Cheyenne? In my opinion, I love them and hopefully they're a match. I like them both individually. I even like them together and their banter, whatever. And I get, they did have a kiss that Cheyenne says went well. I don't buy that. They really have chemistry. I don't really feel like they're clicking. I think it's like square peg round hole kind of thing. They're both cool. They get along really well. Um, but I don't know that they really have chemistry. And I've never really felt like Cheyenne was into it last week. And even when they're kissing, jumping ahead a little bit, like they're kissing and it's going on for a long time. They're like making out, but they're not touching each other. Yeah, I noticed that. So, so I, I just, I don't know if they're both like trying to make something work that's not 100% there, but I'm not, I like them both getting screen time, but I don't know that that this matters that much to either of them. Give them credit for trying. Who knows? Like they could be right. a perfect match, but I don't think it's going to work out in the long run. Yeah. I, I can see that. I can see it. Okay. You're going to have to talk about the date. Cause I wrote my notes. Go back. Somehow I missed the first part of the date. <laughs> uh, the date was them going on power board surfboards, but they weren't surfing. They were more like riding them. So I guess it'd be more complicated for them to stand up, but that was a date. It looked pretty fun. So Shout out. I mean, I think the dates have actually been pretty good this year. So shout out to MTV for that. Um, yeah, that's probably, again, I really think that's why they only have two, four couples going. Two expensive. <laughs> yeah, four people. Could be. I'm surprised they don't just do like, like maybe a top two, like really good date. And the other two get like, just go to a bar and get a drinks or something like that. Just to get them out of the house and have them do something. Yeah, I don't disagree. I would watch that. What do you think of Nelson and Rashida on the date? I feel bad. I feel bad for Rashida. Like she's so happy just to be be with someone that maybe she could form a connection with, and it seems like Nelson is maybe sort of into it. And then boom, confessional. Oh, I, I'm still in the Cheyenne. This is this 
is just friends. This means nothing to me. So I was like, I feel bad for her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that Nelson, I totally think Nelson's a victim of now I can't have her, so I want her more. And she's starting to even move on, and I want her even more. Because all we get from Nelson is like, yeah, she was fine, but like, she's not Cheyenne. And like, we all we really saw was like, call me Poppy and I'll give you an Oreo. <laughs> right. So. So, I don't know. But yeah, I felt bad for Rashida. Because she, I mean, she does genuinely seem like she wants to find someone. So, just. Poor Rashida. And from Chelsea and Connor on their date, you know, their alone time on the date, we get that line that was has been like played by MTV all over, which right. is like, you know, you you know, he says you care your career shows how much you care for helping people and wealth shouldn't be measured by the amount in your bank account, should be measured by I then I wrote it should be measured by I don't know, I'm bored, you're a wealthy girl. <laughs> <laughs> but like whatever, you know. Connor's like a pretty deep guy. He's gone through some real tough experiences. So I don't blame him for having mantras and having these kinds of deep quotes. And I get that Chelsea gets that. I think on paper, they're an amazing match. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. They, I don't see any spark between them. Um, speaking of spark, then we get Zach finally making a move. And Cheyenne has excellent, excellent feedback. Yeah, she's, she's getting hot. Um, one thing that's weird is like, so they get to the matchup. Am I skipping anything? Uh, no, they, that was it. So, or the, the deliberation. I always forget that word. <laughs> Words are hard. Um, and they're both like, let's just get to it. Like our bags are packed, like send us out. And it's like, can't Chelsea see, like, she's a smart girl. I feel like she's. I want to say, like, I don't know. But if I were Chelsea, I would be like, this kid just totally played Kayla out to be a fool. And he, he's going to do the same to me. Like, I just, I don't understand why it's cool with her that he had this intense connection with Kayla, that she was crying. She couldn't rip them away. It didn't matter. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he's quote unquote into me and doesn't give a shit that Kayla is upset. That to me is alarming as a girl that he doesn't, he's not going to care if I'm upset. He was all about her five seconds ago, and now I'm supposed to believe he's all about me. And I would be more alarmed with the fact that it seems like they never touch each other. Well, that's true too. But other than that, like, <laughs> I don't buy it. Like, I wouldn't buy it. I would turn to him and be like, you don't give a shit if our bags are <laughs> like, I just don't, I just don't see it coming, being reciprocated from Connor in a real genuine way. Cause we saw him have genuine feelings for someone, and it's a totally different. This is more just like him being happy that he thinks he won or he's like the first one to figure it out. And he didn't he doesn't really care that like who it is. It's just, oh, I figured it out before all of you. I'm better. I also and think just, he's oh, image conscious. I think he knows he's on television and he doesn't want to be a guy who's getting looking like he's playing some girl out. So he finds a creative way to blame Kayla. And then now he's all about Chelsea and they're, you know, going to be great. We have a, a bucket list of things to do, whatever. And, and it's like, nobody wants to watch. This is funny. Chelsea, Chelsea tweeted, I guess someone was like, I'm sad. I'm not going to see Chelsea on the show. And she tweeted, um, frig. She tweeted, we filmed once a week at the honeymoon suite and they gave us their own camcorder. So you'll be seeing us. And I'm like, but will we be seeing you? Yeah. I'm not interested in watching the Chelsea and Connor show. Um, yeah, so they're again it gets spoiled. Yeah, the full bar. Oh, so sick of it. And then this is when they flip out. They have the most bromantic 
like reaction to this. They're just totally separated. There could not, I didn't even realize the truth booth was that big that they could have that much space in between (laughs) them. They were on the complete opposite size, jumping separately. And then they finally just hugged and then walked back and again, separated and celebrated in the house. Definitely. Connor was closer to kissing the picture of himself on the screen than he was to even just like breathing close to Chelsea. It's so true. It's so true. And then we get Devin's never give up on love. Like I fucking hate that. I'm sorry for the harsh language. No puke. I hate it. Okay. So we got two questions. So Brooke Ruggieri, Ruggieri. Yeah. All right. Correct me, but I feel like I nailed that. Um, Do you think there's any sort of romantic connection between Chelsea and Connor? Because I don't think I saw any attraction between them. I thought for sure they would at least kiss or something after being a perfect match. And Mia Pia, I guess I can see the connection between Connor and Chelsea, but romantically, I just don't see any chemistry. Do you think it will become more of a friendship between the perfect match? 100% a friendship. I'd be stunned if they're a couple come the not happening reunion. I also be happening right now. Oh yeah, Ryan tweeted something about that. Yeah. But I don't think he has the pulley things he does. <laughs> I don't think so either. Um, but here are two things. It's like Chelsea on Twitter is trying to make it seem like they're really close and like they have a like sexy flirtation going on. Like she's like, Connor, I'm gonna FaceTime you and he's like, Oh, please do and then she like tweets out a picture of them FaceTime and like, you know, no one's impressed if you still talk. Like I just don't think that there was anything there. Um, but the most telling thing here is their reaction confessional and Chelsea's like the matchmakers got it right on the nail. This works guys. Like they nailed it. And Connor is saying, write the check. And that to me is Chelsea saying, this is my perfect match. I like him. This was perfect. And Connor's like, we're going to win the money. Yep. Cause that's all, that's all he cared about. It was, Oh, we got one and I'm it. Oh, man, it just happens to be Chelsea. Yeah, so I I don't have high hopes for them, and I don't no. really think we're going to see them I unless Kayla goes to the honeymoon suite. I can see them actually getting, like, super bored of each other. Early, like, not early on, but, like, if they don't have another couple join them, I'd say within, like, a couple weeks, I think that's when things can get a little bit weird between them. They don't even have any new – we don't even see them talking about anything new. It's It's just, like, you get it you get my situation. Your career is a great career, which it is like, you're smart. There is no like sharing. Like we don't really see them. I mean, the first conversation with Kayla and Connor, he shares himself with her. And now it's just kind of like, let's go back and forth with Chelsea talking about how great her job is. Yep. All right. So, uh, tell us how you really feel. Brian and Allie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this, this, I loved though. Because Cheyenne pulls Nelson aside after the whole house is celebrating, as they should be. And Cheyenne's like, we need to have an honest conversation. And Nelson's like, but I want to go celebrate with my boy. And Cheyenne's like, all right, like, we get it. They're a match. Great. Like, now we need to move forward. <laughs> yep. So, matter of fact. Um, so, yeah, she, she, she does the perfect, like, it's on you. Like, I don't want girls to not come to you because of me. Which is, like, the natural inference from that is, like, I don't want you to cock block me anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was, I thought it was great. She's just straight up, straightforward, and it's exactly what you'd expect from Cheyenne. No wishy-washy, no beating around the bush, just like, this is it. Well, that's not Let's exactly straight. It's not exactly straightforward. But she said, like, we have to like move on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said. But she's, like, saying it's, like, for you. 
for you, which I, I loved. Like, I'm not saying that that wasn't a great approach, but I thought that was hilarious. Like, it's like, you know, so that you can get girls. So I don't want to be in your way. So, you know, you, it's, it's all about you. Like, I just, I love that. And then Nelson freaks out. Now, do you, this is where I really felt that Nelson like was just over the top in, in terms of that. She, he doesn't really even care about Shannon anymore. He just feels like as a man, he has to flip out and make a scene. You know, there was actually a really amazing extra scene. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I told Brian that <laughs> <laughs> the deleted scenes were worthless, but like how great if I just like conned you and was like, was Oh my God. The most God, amazing. Um, no, uh, I don't think the extra scene had anything, but anyway, yeah, he loses his cool. He breaks a door when Brittany's in the room of the door that he breaks. And it's like a bathroom. So it really, it, if it doesn't hit her, it almost hits her. I mean, she shrieks mm-hmm. like, you know, it hit her. Um, and it's because Cheyenne told him, in addition to you need to see other people, Zach and I kissed. Why is D- Big Daddy Nelson getting the report? Why do we even need to tell Nelson? Who gives a shit? I guess she just wants to just be straight up and just so he's going to find out eventually. So just, I don't know. I guess he, she could have just not told him and just went about her business with Zach if he, if she really wanted to do that. But I guess she just wanted to be straight up and just hopefully settle him down. But I mean, that didn't work at all. Yeah. I mean, this was, this was a dangerous situation. He's, he's harming the apples. He's harming the doors. It's like, it's not a good look. He breaks two doors in, in the course of right. the five minutes. Yeah. He was he like slammed the, the, uh, the, the screen door as if he was like locking him in. Like, Oh, you're not going anywhere. We are talking this out. To me, Nelson is like the epitome of like, like I know he's like a big guy, but he just seems like such a fake tough guy where in the fight, he's the one who wants to be held back so he can just shout things and throw things, but he just doesn't, he wants to be held back. And that's what it kept feeling like. He was like, Oh, he's pushing the plants away. He's doing this, but in no way, shape or form that I ever think he was actually going to attack Zach. I do think it was still scary. Like I definitely thought it was, um, it was, I don't think it seemed like, it was definitely a lot of huffing and puffing and puffing his chest out, but I, I still think it was scary. I mean, he literally broke doors. Like he wasn't just like, you know, stomping his feet, but Right. I mean, the first story he did by accident, he just like, slammed it too hard. And the other one, he wanted to do a scene. He just didn't realize that Brittany was behind the door. And what makes me think that is just he was able to just, like, switch it off so quickly. It was like, oh, I'm sorry, Brittany. I didn't realize you were there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But meanwhile, like, if you're that angry, you can't just switch off and be so calm and just apologize that quickly. The other thing is he's sitting across the table from Zach and Cheyenne starts interjecting and he's like, I'm not going to be talked that way by a female. And it's like, okay okay, tough guy, like, did you forget what this fight was about? Because is it about your ego or is it about that you like that female that you just silenced? Um, But then Zach (laughs) goes into, like, little boy voice and is like, I wanted to tell you, man. Like, I wanted to tell you. So that's a little shady. He's like, apparently Zach wanted to be the one to tell Nelson, but Cheyenne just kind of went off the script and did it her way. Mm -hmm. It's a little sketch. Do you think it would have been better if Zach approached Nelson? I think it probably would have resulted in the same way. I think he still would have puffed and puffed and freaked out. We just would have skipped a step. Um, but yeah, Zach here is like, he's like, she, Nelson's like, maybe it could be your perfect match. I mean, this was just like complete drunk guy fighting because Zach's like, I don't know, man. Like if she is, if she's not, I don't know. Like, and Nelson's like, but you know, she could be like, it was just like, 
two drunk numbskulls like having a fake fight about nothing. What's funny is I thought they were they seemed both completely sober in that moment. No way, no That's way. What, it really felt that way. I didn't think they, I, I didn't think they were drunk in that moment. First of all, I don't think anyone's ever sober on our either one. I didn't get this, this sense of like the mic stammering and drunk moment. It just seemed like they were they were more sober than I thought they were. First of all, Zach had a total drunk voice. Maybe he wasn't drunk, but that voice was drunk. And Nelson, I thought when he was talking to Cheyenne was pretty drunk. And then I just, I just thought, you know, I thought this was a total alcohol induced. No one's really saying anything match, but mm. who knows? Amanda, could you let us know if most <laughs> <laughs> of the alcohol intake leading up to that? Um, speaking of alcohol intake, <sighs> Chuck, they're, they're doing great with segues here because then they, we, we flashed to Chuck being like, so Nelson's definitely not my match, which I thought was a hilarious line from Chuck. Would suddenly to him being a complete hypocrite, basically saying he's not my match. He needs to move on because he's still being with people from his match. And then, uh, see, I wrote, shut up Chuck. And I didn't know why. That's why. Yeah, that was why. <laughs> and so at first I thought I was going to be hating on Chuck for being a hypocrite because he's like, Oh, he needs to move. Nelson needs to move on for not being his match. But meanwhile, he was trying to reconcile, reconcile things with Hannah. So I thought hey, that's still being a hypocrite, but then B it turns out I hated him because he then had sex with Brittany on the couch. So. I, I, Brittany, I thought here was terrifying. She's saying we would have beautiful sex, but you can't handle this. Uh, there's a lot about Chuck that makes me excited. I'm just like, Whoa. and then she's like manhandling him. Like I was terrified. Like I was a hundred percent terrified by Brittany's <laughs> sexual prowess. Yeah, the whole thing was. I mean, I your tweet was right on point. I, uh, I thought <laughs> that was having sex in a public situation. Well, I was off by an episode because here it is. Um, and all of this is outside in front of everyone. It is dark outside, but it's still outside. Um, and at least Brittany owns it a little bit on Twitter. Amanda tweeted out at Brittany. Uh, now you have feelings for someone that's not your perfect match. I love you, girl. But rewind that speech about fake couples, um, which I called Brittany a hypocrite before it was cool. Just saying. <laughs> Just um, and Brittany responded a I even admit in the confessional I'm an official hypocrite. That's one thing I do remember. So we didn't see that, but um and then Amanda says, Hell yeah, chemistry is a tough one to Oh no, I'm sorry. She tweets, Hell yeah, chemistry is a tough one to beat. And so like she's owning it on Twitter at least, which is like the least we could ask. Yeah, definitely the least we can ask. <laughs> Just uh, considering I mean, there's no way to deny it. Like we're we're watching it unfold. So Um and then we see Hannah talking to Devin and I do agree with Devin here. Cause Hannah's like, Oh, like if he had just told me to like do my own thing. And Devin's like, I think this is him telling you to do your thing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, this is then show. So, so Mike or Alec, I couldn't, it sounded like Mike, but then I saw Alec getting up. So they fooled me. Mm-hmm. What do you make of Kiki going up to Hannah and be like, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, just come find me. Is she really like this type of person or is she just being a tryhard? No, I buy it. I totally buy it. Buy I felt it? this way from about Kiki from the beginning. Like she really does seem like a girl who's friends with girls. And I also don't think you can work at, she's a Hooters waitress. I mean, Brittany is too, but I don't think you can work literally with all women and not be good at having relationships with women. Um, but I just, I just get the feeling that she's genuine. I think her friendship with Hannah is definitely genuine. Mm. Um, 
especially just the way that she handled Hannah getting jealous about her and Chuck. Like, Kiki handled it by being like, talk to Chuck. Like, she didn't just like wig out because she was being attacked. So I I think it's genuine. I I, I did buy it. I did. Um, I definitely think there's other ways to get airtime if you're being a quote try hard, like going up and screaming at Chuck. (laughs) Like that's, you know, if it was more about her than about Hannah, she would just like wig out. Right. Right. Um, so we get the storyline that Chuck has cheated many times. He's still a little kid. He's Peter Pan. I don't know if I can commit. Um, and I'm like, that's such an excuse. Like, oh, I've cheated before. So like, whatever. I'm just like, you're a dirtbag. Like either stand by it. He tweets later and it flipped me out. He tweets like some, he retweets someone saying like, you weren't in a committed relationship. I don't get why everyone's freaking out. And he's like, exactly. And it's like, well then don't apologize or call it cheating on a television show. Either stand by your actions or genuinely apologize for them. But he keeps trying to get it both ways. Yeah. Or just don't tell Hannah like the night before I'm with you now. Like if that didn't happen and he hooked up with Brittany, like, whatever. Like, okay, you're just hooking up with someone who's on your match. We've seen that a million times before. It was the fact that, like, 24 hours earlier, he was like, all right, Anna, like, I apologize. I was, I was stupid. Let's let's reconcile. Let's get back together. And then the next night, she sleeps with Brittany. That's the issue. No, yeah, we get the whole arc of them from the beginning of Hannah being hard to get. Chuck, like, I'm going to work for it. I, you can trust me. I, sh- she's having trust issues. He's all in on Hannah. Then they're not a match. Then he moves on. She gets a little upset, but he's, you know what, we're moving on. Then he goes back to her, exactly what you're saying. And now we see the sh- shattering of Hannah's heart, the shattering of Hannah's trust. And we can go back to the beginning where we see why this is so major. And it's not just like, like Brittany, I think could handle this. I don't think Brittany gives a shit if Chuck sleeps with Hannah tomorrow, but Hannah, uh, this, uh, I think she'd be pissed. I don't think she cares. She knew they were together the night before. She must've known. She didn't really nope. seem to freak out or surprise when Hannah said it. I think, and she even says at the matchup ceremony, we squash our sexual tension. Now everything is great. Like, I think she would sleep with someone else tomorrow. And I'm not judging her for that. I think for her, it was, we have chemistry. I want to exercise and act on that chemistry. And now I'm all set. Thanks. Thanks for the good time. I think Hannah, it was a lot more emotional and there was a lot more behind it for her. And that's why she's so upset about it. Um, So Hannah blows Chuck off. You made me look stupid. I'm done. We're done, which I think everyone was really proud of her for. Please leave the bathroom now. Yeah, I applauded that, literally. So we get to the matchup, which infuriated me. And Cheyenne speaks to this later, which is one of the reasons why I thought it was awesome, is because the girls show up in all white and the guys show up in all black. And when Ryan questions this, they're like, oh, it's Chuck's funeral. And that was so insulting to me. Like, it's all a joke. Oh, Chuck screwed up. <laughs> like, you know, where it's Chuck's funeral. And it's almost acting like the girls are crazy. Like, Hannah has no real place right. to be pissed at him. And it's all a joke. And they're all mocking her. And I thought that was disgusting. So I was really happy that Cheyenne brought it up because no one's listening to the podcast. So <laughs> I can't get through to them. Right. I mean, you even start like the quick scene before the ceremony they are like uh, oh let me give you a hug Chuck this is probably like the only hug you're gonna get like how about you say no Chuck you're being a douchebag like where's that line or you're about to get reamed out and you deserve it <laughs> right yeah maybe something like that instead um but yeah so 
This is when Brittany said, I mean, I'm just like skipping some of the matter. It doesn't matter that Melanie picks Hunter like that. It's like, who cares? So Brittany is up there and she, and he's Ryan asks a leading question as usual. That's when she says like, Oh, we squashed it. Now we're good. And Ryan's his trip to the boom, boom room. And here comes Hannah. No, that was me the night before. Boom. A plus line. A plus line. Boom. I really, and I, I really hope it was like directly like that and they didn't just edit it together to make it look more like that. Who that cares? Was such a, I know. I such a beautiful line. I loved it. I don't give. I don't care if they Frankenstein that and every word was different. They pulled it from somewhere else. I'm watching what I'm watching on television, and I thought it was great. Credit to her. Um, so he she just blows up his game. Like he said, I had his heart. He said, like, do you think I like other girls? And like, she's like, that's why I'm guarded. She 100 percent regrets it. He can eat an eggplant. Like, you know. And the thing is, is like Britney's making faces as though uh, Hannah's crazy. And I'm like, this makes sense. This is clear. Hannah's well-spoken. She's communicating valid points. I'm still having nightmares from cheating on the definition of of, of stupidity. Like, that was horrifying. That was crazy. Make faces at yourself. This was gold. I think Britney didn't think that the script would turn and that the girls would all side with Hannah. I think she just, she's, I think she's in her mental mindset. She's like, I want to be on the right side of this. So I'm going to play Hannah being crazy. And then it just completely flipped on her. I was like, Oh no, actually Hannah's completely right. You're looking bad. And everyone realizes that So now she looks worse. I don't think that's the thing is I think for the first time in our one history, the girls are appropriately pissed at Chuck. I don't, think that Britney's lost friends here. Yes, Kiki, you know, there's no love lost between Kiki, Hannah, and Britney. But I know Cheyenne is close with her. There's like that little scene where Cheyenne's talking to um Britney and telling her the lowdown that they were watching. Like I think that there are people who are on Britney's side just in terms of like, you know, whatever. Like you can get it. And uh I don't know that really the whole house has turned on Britney. I think it's more the girls are supporting Hannah because of what Chuck do- Chuck has done to both girls, I don't know that no, like no, saying, public enemy number one. No, I don't. I'm not saying that that she's now the enemy. I think that Brittany thought Brittany did not think that the reaction was going to be everyone speaking up to support Hannah, Cheyenne speaking up to saying all oh, all you guys are douchebags. I just thought she she's thinking. I just wanted to look to be in the right and everyone's going to side to think, Oh, it's just Hannah being crazy. But no, all the girls are saying Hannah has every right to be upset. Not that they're banned at Brittany, but that every Hannah has every right to be upset with Chuck. Um, yeah. So that's when Chuck says like, Oh, I'm here for a reason. I effed up. I didn't come here to F. It's just what happens. I apologize. And this is what bothers me. Like, don't apologize if you're not sorry, if you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. Um, and basically what I love, which was I literally wrote in the notes icing on the effing cake is when Hannah says, I have no animosity towards Brittany. She showed me who he really is, which I've been waiting. I don't know. I've been watching MTV since I was seven. I'm now 24. I've been waiting my entire life for someone on any reality show to get mad at the guy who actually did you wrong. I'm so glad I don't have to scold anyone for that this week. It was like music to my ears. And where's Devlin calling out Chuck for sleeping with two people that both aren't his matches? I didn't hear that. 
where was that? No, that's, that is fair. That's fair. Um, just like we said last week, like Ryan doesn't call out the dudes for whatever reason, but do you think that Ryan's afraid of Chuck? No, <laughs> like, I think it's just a double standard of life. I think that's basically yeah. what this comes down to. Um, all right. So Brittany picks Mike, who cares? Stacy picks Alec. <laughs> Begrudge it. Like Alec is like, she doesn't get it. And then Caleb picks Zach, which I saw you tweeted out like something like that makes no sense or something like that. Right. And you're not alone. Genovic Acevedo said, why is Kayla seemingly not attempting to make connections? She picks random people at the ceremony and it seems to ruin the flow of people's matches. She ruined it a week for Chelsea with her connection to Connor and for Cheyenne by picking Zach. But I think this just shows that they must be strategizing somewhat because I guess they matched. They were one of the four that could be a match mm. week one. But okay. who ca- I mean, I don't I think if I it's Brittany or Hunter or Stacy and Alec, I think you can rule out Zach and and Caleb, but maybe I'll eat my words. So, but yes, that's weird. So if they were doing that, then why did Melanie pick Hunter? So the whole thing doesn't make sense. I don't know if they still think that they can just do two out of three and not eliminate a match. <laughs> oh, but, these people aren't smart. All right. So but speaking of smart. Our girl, Cheyenne, Shayna Chai, your favorite of mine, America's sweetheart, Cheyenne, tell them where they can go. My future sister, stepsister. <laughs> tell them how it is. Well, it's not stepsister by adoption unless only your mom's going to adopt her. But Wait, what? <laughs> An adopted sister isn't a stepsister. What is it? A sister. Oh, it's just adopted sister? <laughs> it's not, it's not. A stepsister is like... You share a parent, but not another. Or okay. no, I'm sorry. It's like your parents got married. Right. So it's like if, you know, your mom and my mom got married, we would be stepkids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, family 101. So Cheyenne gives it to him. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Absolutely. The David Murphy of Are You the One? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Full disclosure, <laughs> we lost about half a half hour of Brian's recording, so it was just me for half hour. And while I would be fine with that, go me. Um, we're re-recording it, so that went differently in the first yes. version. Anyway, um, so Cheyenne basically drops knowledge. First of all, she's pissed that Rashida calls up Nelson, and everyone's just fine with that. She and acting like Nelson didn't go total ape shit the night before or that day. Who knows with the timing? Uh, she. Thankfully, because nobody listens to me talking, thankfully tells them how disrespectful it is to Hannah to call it Chuck's funeral. Mm -hmm. Like Hannah doesn't have feelings. She says they all need to come together and work together. And she's never seen men disrespect women more than they do in this house. And so, you know, she just the voice of the people here and just lays it out. She's not afraid. Yeah. And I love that it was not even prompted with a question. I think Devlin just said, so Shane, what's going on? And then boom, (laughs) just went right into the to the speech. It was perfect. Everyone needed to hear it. So, yeah, I think she was pissed that Nelson didn't really catch any flack for his outburst. Yeah, and just the whole the black and white thing and everything. So yeah. it was all, and you could definitely tell like they kept cutting to her. It was like building up and building up and building up. So I wonder if she was like the first or second person to be called, that things would have played out a little differently. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that was sparked by everyone not caring about Nelson and Rashida, like, still picking him and not even saying, like, you know, I I didn't love him last night, but I'm going to pick Nelson. You know, like, there was no nod to that. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, set her up. Definitely. 
Um, so Alex Panamaran asks, do you think Cheyenne's speech will change anything about the way the guys start acting? Will we see this moment as the turning point of the season that started this group's path to victory? I don't think it's going to change anyone. I think these people are who they are. And I, the one speech by one person is not just going to be their breaking glass moment and think, oh, I'm going to be a good person from now on. Like, that's not going to happen. I think them getting a perfect match and it being the midway point and them getting a little more information and ruling people out is really the starting point. But the narrative can be that Cheyenne's speech was there when one for the Gipper speech. Yeah, no, it's definitely it definitely makes sense with the whole arc like that this could be a moment. I also think, though, Cheyenne, it really is speaking for all the girls like Cheyenne has good relationships with all the girls in the house and all the girls are applauding this. So I think Cheyenne is just saying what everyone else wants to say. And maybe she's paving the way for them to be, you know, have more self-respect, like to demand more respect than they're getting. And, you know, hopefully it's heard. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I hope I wish more people stood up and said what she said, but. Well, that would be a really long show. I mean, one's. <laughs> So then she picks Devin and like, what the hell is he wearing? He'll do anything to get attention. The tiger printed legs. I think they're cheetah print, but um, I'm going to be the Jersey decider here. Leopard print, the expert, the resident expert. Um, So Hannah picks Austin. Kiki picks Chuck. And um, we find out that the blackout rule holds. Yeah. I, I I didn't even think it would, but I, I, it just I just don't like the twist and it's this further shows it as just a waste of time, a waste of energy and a waste of what could have been a different twist. Yeah, so Ebony Hines wanted to know, were you guys surprised to learn that even though they have a confirmed perfect match, they still could black out if they don't get additional beans? I'm happy. I am surprised, but I am happy that they're going to follow through. At least it's like has a real consequence as opposed to the 11th girl twist where we all find out episode 10 that they actually all can get paid. Right. <laughs> you know, real twist. Yeah. Um, not episode 10, but basically. Mm. It, was pretty um, close. it was much closer to the end than you would want it to be. Yeah, definitely closer than episode five, which is where we're finding <laughs> this out. Um, it's just weird. Like, why wouldn't they just say that in the beginning? Also, like, why don't they? Just, like, I, mean, I guess they did, but there was so much ambiguity in it that they could have just done it anyway. So, maybe, do you think they're because they're saying it that they are going to black out again, or do you think they're just saying it just to clarify the rules? It's interesting. I was going to say I appreciate the clarification because we usually don't even get that. Um, but I do. It's tough. I think that's an interesting point that they could be just saying it because it's going to come again, or they may just try to wave it in their face. Like they've been all season to try to like make you come back after the commercial to see the beans. Right. Um, Who knows so time will tell. tell. It's tough to tell with them TV. So they get two beams, which means that one is Chelsea and Connor and there's only one match among the other nine couples. Who do you think that is? Uh, the only thing that makes sense would be Stacy and Alec, just because, I mean, they've gotten airtime. Everything else, I feel like, would be just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. So, Well, Kiki and Chuck also yeah, got yeah, some. Yeah, Kiki and Chuck will be the other one, yeah. The only thing is, is if Stacy and Alec are not a match, or are a match, then Brittany and Hunter aren't, and I'm still thinking that they're a match uh, from week one. Right. But, yeah, I mean, they're like the, the Southern things so that could be it. And then if they're a match and Kiki and Chuck, then there, then there are some storylines that I guess could play out. But, I mean, they, they've pretty much gone their separate ways, Brittany and Hunter, since then. So, Well, that's the thing. I mean, if Stacy had allowed Alec and Stacey to go their separate ways, they would have had to. And, I mean, I could see on paper why someone would pair the two of them together. But I do think it's why 
it's like not what Brittany wants. So it wouldn't surprise me that they could be paired as a match, but would have gone their separate ways because Brittany's just not interested in that Southern thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not all perfect matches or work out because of love. So maybe Brittany and Hunter would just be friends. So, um, most perfect matches. Don't work out. So I guess that's true. Honestly, maybe Brittany's not into Hunter because he's not exactly strategical. If you go with your heart and fail and fail and fail, like eventually you'll hit it. Eventually. Broken clock work twice a day. God. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. Every week he has like a buffoon comment about strategy. Following your um, heart. Follow your heart. But Sue Cohen tweeted, Plainview Sue, um, friend of the podcast, mom of the podcast, uh, <laughs> at Alec. Is, is Alec listening to our, the Ari the One podcast? Because he quoted exactly what I said about lust versus love. And he, she did. Yeah, he jumped in the back to the future time machine and boom, heard it, went back to the show and spat it out. Um, yeah, so Megan Flannery tweeted a, or wrote to us a really long comment. I appreciated. I read the whole thing. It was great. But just to sum it up for the interest of time here, um, she said, doesn't it seem unbelievable how bad they're doing getting the 10 matches figured out? She basically says what you said earlier about how... Um, Besides knowing that one of the three from the first matchup is a match and now knowing one perfect match, they have literally no information. Yeah, like in terms of ceremonies, season two is is doing worse because they had the blackouts. But in terms of like math and figuring it out, they're doing like the worst you can possibly be doing because getting one is the worst thing that can ever happen to the show. Because then all you everyone who is a pair thinks that they're the one who's the match. So they won't separate. So that's that's the thing that holds them back is not getting a few so they can like start to mix around and also just getting one. So now everyone stays together. Yeah. I mean, last season was definitely aided by those blackouts and Alex Panda Moran wants to know, according to the are you the one math blog graph reference last week, this season officially is doing worse than season two, which was exponentially harder due to the 11th girl. Is this group destined to lose? And is this something MTV hopes for? Brian, you were much more surprised at this news the first time I told you. Um, <laughs> Shocking, I know, right? So season one, at this point, week five, had narrowed down, I'm estimating this in the graph, less than 50 perfect po- matches possibilities. It's amazing. It's kind of amazing how good season one did. Well, they had a tremendous jump from week one to week two. Like they went from at the start of week one, or after week one, Sorry, week one having just under a million matches. I'm trying to put the commas in by the zeros. Mm-hmm. And then week two, they had under 10,000. Wow. So who remembers what the hell happened <laughs> there? But <laughs> um, So week five at this point, so just to recap, under 50 left for season one. They finished week seven. Week five for season two, they had just under 1,000, about 800, I would estimate. And week three has... Closer to just under a thousand, probably around nine hundred or even more, um, just under the one thousand mark. And they finished week ten. So like, if they keep doing this poorly, there's not, there isn't more time. Like no, they're, they're, they're really yeah. aiming to lose here. Yeah, they know they need to get a little lucky in like this week or next, and just happen to throw someone into the perf- into the truth booth and get a perfect match and jump up to like five by like either next week or the week after, and then it's like, all right. Now we can really start to move the pieces around. I mean, that's easier said than done. I don't know. I don't really feel like they have any leads, at least not that we've seen. No, there's really no couples now in the house outside of Zach and uh, Cheyenne. The only hope is that like Mel picking Hunter here and 
them putting Kayla and Zach back in from week as a callback to week one, that does show to me that they have some strategy. Mel picking Zach, uh, Mel picking Hunter only because to me that makes zero sense. We've seen no story of that, and we have seen Mel and Tyler have interest. So you would think that they would pair up automatically. So there, I, I want to believe that there's something going on behind the scenes we're not seeing, and if that's the case, then maybe they are doing a better job than I think of them tracking week to week. I hope so. I mean, hearing Cheyenne say, oh, I was going to pick Zach. What the hell's going on? Is a little disconcerting. Now, maybe that was kind of like a forced line to say in a confessional. So hopefully they, Cheyenne really knew that she wasn't picking Zach this week. But it always goes back to, I don't understand how everyone doesn't know who's picking who going into a ceremony. Yeah, I'm more inclined for it to be like, you know, fed in like what would you do if someone else picks that like yeah. it just i don't know like i feel like that's a fed line but who knows um so. and i don't know why like i'd rather see the strategy i'd rather see the tension of them like when they told alec he has to pick stacy and he didn't want to like i want to see like cheyenne being like no i want to pick zach like i want to see something and they show it sometimes so if, if like they didn't show it at all be like okay that fits with the show that they, they just don't want to show strategy this is strictly love but then they show some strategy stuff so it was like why half-ass it just either give us all or give us nothing and i think i said this before but like they give it to us in the challenge like the audience of the show can handle it we want to see it it makes no sense if this is supposed to be a feeder to the challenge you know they're adding some strategy here to the the real world can we see some strategy in are you the one yep. that actually has a strategic element built in great um okay so Jumping, moving right along. Andrew Kirk, bringing back the aftermatch segment, D-bag move of the week. If you could only give the award to either Chuck or Nelson, who would take it and why? I'll give it to Chuck because Chuck's was more of like the douchebag move and uh, Nelson was more of like the asshole move. Um, I'll agree. Alex Panda Moran, does the fact that Connor will spend half the season in the honeymoon suite hurt his chances at a possible appearance on the challenge, despite probably being the person who most is physically meant for it? It definitely doesn't help his chances being off the air for half the season other than some brief appearances at the ceremonies. But I I think if, if this theme fits for a season and it, it, everything works out, that won't hold them back from they're not going to say, all right, well, Connor wasn't on for the second half of the season, so no one knows who he is. So we're not going to pick him. So it doesn't help, but I don't think it hurts him significantly. I don't know. I feel like we've seen people we recently thought were built for the challenge not get cast in Leon and Nicole from the real world. So it's kind of like, yeah, is is it that they're not fitting the theme? Is it that they didn't get good enough feedback from the audience that they want to bring them back? Is it, you know, scheduling? But I don't know that because he's a six, eight behemoth that he's a shoe in. But I, I mean, if they want him, they've pulled from stranger places but also like is it even fair if he's on at six eight like can anyone just like arm span wise like keep up with that i mean zach would be the only one that i can see physically matching up uh, but is he six eight like just just the inches gives you gives you some advantage in a lot of it i mean it inches, slows you down too. always help you um yeah we hear that from Brittany about chuck um <laughs> So Sophia Russo, who do you guys think she asked this last week and it got cut off. So who do you guys think would be your perfect match if you were on it? And then she said she sees Alec and Allie and I don't know if she's just being like, she's just teasing me or you, is she really is trying to set me up. Do you see yourself with Alec? Well, it's funny because I follow all of them on Twitter for the podcast. Um, and like Alec has like 
been way too around me recently. <laughs> like he like has Rutgers connections. He was at the hunt, which is like a huge thing that a ton of my friends are at. So it's like, I've almost run into him like way too many times, but, um, no, I don't, I don't see, I mean, he's a nice guy, but I don't see it. Um, I would say, I don't think my perfect match would be on the show, but I think, uh, Zach would be like my perfect bro. Like, I feel like we'd have a real strong bromance. Yeah. Like most, a lot of my friends are like him. So solid bro action. Yeah. What about you? I don't think anyone on a MTV reality show would be my perfect match. that I don't want to bring home the plane of you, Sue. Although I've, Gun to your head. Uh, I'll say Mel <laughs> just cause she seems the most normal. She's from Long Island. So I'll go with she that. She spits out fire though. She, we only see her being hateful. I guess she gave Rashida a nice, nice yeah, thing to this. Yeah, she's competitive. I like that. So we'll go with Mel. She could be good on the challenge too. Secret. I think she'd be yeah. good on the challenge, but if they are considering airtime, she doesn't have a chance. No. It's almost like, why you always have to ask like why aren't they getting airtime did mtv not like them <laughs> or did they not do anything or were there just other compelling stories like you know are they gonna is it gonna be like max dawson where he gets invited back because the producer saw potential in him and even though the audience didn't get that edit like mm-hmm. is does mel have something we're not seeing or are we never going to see her again? <laughs> she's probably she she's probably more the uh, the yawn as opposed to Hannah. Yawn that yawn bitch. That. I, oh my god! If someone said if she said that to Chuck in some capacity, I would have just p- passed out in your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so Biz wrote in the comment section on RobHasAWebsite.com. Am I the only one getting a West vibe from Devin? I think it's his smartest guy in the room when talking to people and the smirk he was he has when someone's trying to argue against him he could be the next great mtv manipulator especially if they throw chuck into the mix to give him a blindly loyal number on his side um maybe i mean setting the bar high like for someone like wes who's one of the better people that's ever been on the challenge is kind of a high standard but i mean he does have that he is very smart like we've said he does seem very manipulative but he's kind of more like the annoying manipulative and Wes is like the villain. Like everyone loves to hate him. So I don't know. No, I think you nailed it. I do think that Devin has pretty strong challenge potential. I think we do. What's great about are you the one feeding into it is like, we've really kind of come away from the old days where it was just like a sloppy hookup fest. And then they would compete during the day in challenges. And I feel like this young blood who's willing to, who are willing to hook up, who are willing to make connections like that. Like that adds interest. Like Wes has a long time living girlfriend. Like he's not coming on the show to hook up. So Devin adds that aspect. And I feel like he is very manipulative and it would be interesting. Like old school Wes, when Wes used to hook up with girls on the show. Um, I think he has potential. He's more like a hippie Wes though. Wes isn't that granola. No, no. He, Wes has the monster truck. So, um, one thing I just want to point out, um, I don't read recaps of any kind or listen to podcasts about are you the one, not because there's not great stuff out there, but because I'm too afraid that I'd accidentally rip them off. It's like when somebody used to tell you their idea for a paper or something, you're like, Oh no, that's all I can think of. Um, big fat liar. But, sorry. Big fat liar. There you go. Um, so I'm more unintentional, right. but so Betches Love This does a very popular recap that's been sent to me by friends, that's been sent to around by the cast. So it's supposed to be hysterical. I recommend it based on recommendations. I don't, I haven't read it either. I've I'm, I'm been meaning to read it like after we re- record our podcast. So just stuff on that I, I can't say, but I haven't read it yet, but I've heard good things. 
Um, and then I don't know if you know this. Well, I lied. I know that you know this, but you didn't at the time that I had a little altercation with Chuck today. Uh, it's so good. I want to hear it again. It's inc- this is all incidental contact. Like I'm not trying to like get involved with these people. <laughs> so you'll see what I mean. So he tweeted, all I'm guilty of is giving into two beautiful women when they wanted me. You try saying no to that. And maybe I should have just kept it to myself, but like, God, I can't deal with that. So I, I retweeted that and said something like, you know, is there a vom emoji on iOS, you know, 9.1? Cause like, come on, man. And you know, he favorites everything. So I assumed he had a positive attitude. So then Megan Flannery tweeted at me last tweets. So remember I'm a Twitter noob here. When I asked this, did Chuck favorite me calling him a douche and retweeted him saying, favoriting him or put a screen cap of him favoriting her calling him an effing douche. <laughs> so I said, yeah, haha, he's a good sport, which I thought was pretty generous. And she wrote back, that was the first time I ever tw- Twitter hated on someone. So I appreciate the positive feedback. Thank you. Like to Chuck directly. Right. He writes back, keep working on the hate, revise it and bring it back to me. You'll get there someday champ, which is so freaking condescending and like unnecessary. Cause she was being playful. And I, falsely assume that if you like every single thing that someone's saying on Twitter, again, this can't be the worst thing that was said about you that, you know, she appreciates the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I wrote to Chuck and her who is, I am lady pants, the favorite and an insult. You've really made it at I am lady pants. And she, he then removes her from the conversation and says, now all she has to do is be a part of an irrelevant podcast and think people give a shit about her opinions. Ooh, no press, bear press. Well, it's also like, I definitely don't think people give a shit about my opinions. <laughs> no, we've but never pretended that people care. If I could pause here for a moment, <laughs> nothing says you're irrelevant, like knowing exactly who I am. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I didn't want to say, I did think about saying something like, you know, I'm only as a irre- the podcast is only as irrelevant as the show it's about, which is your show. But I didn't want to insult, you know, our podcast, <laughs> just like he insulted his own show. So I, and I don't even come for these people. Like I'm from Jersey. Like if I came for you, you would know it because it would need you in the face, like Kayla and Connor, not literally. I don't hit people. No, we don't but, support violence. I know. I'm also like, I'm not trying to get on these people's bad side. Like I try to give them the benefit of the doubt where possible. But, you know, it's impossible in this episode. So I obviously retweeted that. And I said, I feel like irrelevant is generous because I'll play along. And uh, that that went in two different directions. So um, first, let's see. um, Oh, Chuck quote tweeted that and said, what can I say? I'm a nice guy. And at this point, I'm done with Chuck. Like, you know, that wasn't interesting and it's not going to warrant a response. But Tyler felt differently. Cause he tweeted at both of us, "Hey now, hug and make up." Hey, and I wrote, I wrote just to Tyler because, like, I'll chat with him all day. I said, "I'm so misunderstood." Unicorn emoji, and he said, "Hey, me too." Hashtag perfect match. LOL. Which even as a joke over Twitter with someone I don't know, it just reaffirms that I don't like someone telling me in their perfect match. <laughs> um, which obviously he was kidding. I'm not trying to be like he's creepy. Right. Um, but then AJ, who's at Lilax15 on Twitter used a big axe to grind against Chuck 
and writes to us, mm-hmm, you have only 4,000 followers after five episodes and the ratings keep going down. That's the definition of irrelevancy, even though you put yourself on TV. Bye, Felicia. Is bye, Felicia <laughs> still a thing? It is now. <laughs> Boom. Don't come for AJ because he or she, AJ's gender ambiguous, will come for you. Is it that? Is it? Right. I knew you were going to say that. Allie and AJ. Boom. Uh, all right. There you go. Um... And while I really appreciated the support, I like don't want to be starting shit with Chuck. So I just wrote back to Lil X and said, hey, now I like that show, but thanks for the backup. And Lil X wrote back, I like the show too, but they should be thankful you guys talk about it, which Tyler has expressed before. Um, And you know what? I get why Chuck feels the need to lash out because I'm sure he's getting a lot of shit. But like at the same time, I feel like if you're not an asshole then you don't care when people call you an asshole like i'm not upset that that person said my profile picture needs work i'm not upset that chuck called me irrelevant because i'm okay with myself and like alex a perfect example of that like we talked a ton of shit about alec in our preview and our first episode he like tweeted it out was like listen to me get ripped apart because as we see on the show he's not an asshole so he's okay with laughing at himself for what it is Chuck clearly is a douchebag because he's on the defense, like can't handle it. And you know, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, bro. Get out. I mean, I think one of the best qualities to have is being able to make fun of yourself. So if you can't do that, you have no place in my world. Second to that is people willing to make fun of me on Twitter when I don't reach out to them at all. So please keep it up, Chuck. I appreciate it. I appreciate the, uh, the press, the no press, press, bad press. 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 I don't even understand what that means. I know we say it a lot. Where it's from? Well, because Jenny Nat Miller got pissed at me over something. And I want to say at Lauren Ashley said something about like, they're no press. Like, don't worry about that. Ba- no press or something. Okay. Or, no, oh, oh, no. She said no press is bad press or all press is good press. And I was like, we're bad press. We're no press. Like, we <laughs> joked oh, about right. that. I forgot Jenny was pissed at us. Sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, water under the bridge. There you go. So that's all I have. All right. This was, this was, I gotta say, the, the, doing like a podcast on repeat is like one of the weirdest experiences you can ever have in your life. So I recommend people have a conversation with someone and then reenact the conversation. It's a wild, wild ride. So, Woo! That. Uh, podcasters gone wild. Uh, oh, I forgot. I actually forgot something. Speaking of which, okay. Um, so to steal from Rob at this hour, I can report that that Twitter conversation continued. Um, and I'm reading this on the fly here. So Megan Flannery wrote, I've been hating on people online since AOL and 56 K modems were high tech and cool. We used to give out our little middle school ex-boyfriends numbers in the sex chat room late at night. And those were house lines. Oh boy. Next thing you know, I'll go from 14 followers to 1400 overnight. My Twitter star must be rising. Right. But at least she's not showing her face and running her, ruining her reputation on an irrelevant TV show like yourself, which I am not showing my face except in the profile picture that needs work. Right. But I may be ruining my reputation on an irrelevant TV show. <laughs> but I appreciate the love, but I'm not trying to start a war. And breaking, Haley Strong tweeted at us, okay, I'm so in, who's host of Bachelor stuff. She also recently joined Jordan Parhar on the Big Brother We're Happy Hour to talk about um, 90 Day Fiance. So check that out. Um, and that's just from memory. <laughs> I didn't write that down. And she tweeted, okay, I'm so in on Zach and Cheyenne. Looking forward to your thoughts. 
um, maybe you won't be looking forward to our thoughts because we're not so in on Zach and Cheyenne. Then individually, for sure. Individually, definitely. Um, So that now is actually all I have. Okay. So now again, that'll do it. We'll uh, subscribe at robberswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. Uh, you can follow me at Bus Drivers Route, and they can send hate to you at. You can follow me at Lash Tweets. I'm saying it slowly because I guess I said something wrong last week. It got edited out. So Lash Tweets. <laughs> at Lash Tweets. That's probably likely to get it. <laughs> let's just let's just end this now before something blows up and we have to do it again. So we'll be back next time, episode six. Until then, have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.